you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Wednesday, March 1st, and you're listening to the NFL Total Access, the podcast. That is the voice of today's special guest. He was the seventh overall pick in the 2010 NFL Draft. He has racked up 29 picks, three Pro Bowls, over 150 passes defensed, over 500 tackles. And for my money, he's got the best wardrobe in the NFL. Kids got drip for days. Look, he's an April baby. That makes his birthstone a diamond. And let me just report from where I'm looking. He is not diamond averse. Let me just say that. He's the pride of the Patriots, the friendly high school Patriots in Fort Washington, Maryland. He's the pride of the Gators the Florida Gators, and he's the pride of the Browns and the Steelers. He's an all-pro podcast debutante, a shutdown corner, a man of refined taste and refreshing honesty. He's Joseph Walter Hayden III. Welcome to the pod, Joe Hayden. Wow, you're hired. You're hired. You're hired. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, with that resume, the fact with that resume, the fact is you're hired. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy, and on today's episode, Joe Hayden is pissed about the Lamar Jackson situation. He has a point to make, and he has a notebook full of data to make that point. But whose side is he on? Lamar Jackson's or the Ravens? Or maybe that's an unfair question. Maybe there isn't a side to take, merely a point to make. We will hear from Joe on that. We will hear from Ravens head coach John Harbaugh, incidentally, who insists he wants his quarterback back. We will also hear from Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy on the new plan for the Cowboys. This offense, he says, will look 30 to 35 percent different. Interesting, measurable, and rather exacting, but what in the hell does he mean by that? We will interpret, and we will play in the sandbox known as the mock draft and put some quarterback prospects onto the NFL team best suited for them. Joe will be joined by 17-year NFL vet linebacker Thomas Davis for those, but first... 
This. Throws it quickly. Intercepted at the 15-yard line. At the 10. That's Joe Hayden into the end zone for the pick six to put the Steelers on the board first. How about that play? Cowabunga. That's the way you get it done. Joe Hayden unmasked telling the strange but true story of his NFL scouting combine. The year was 2010. We should do some, let's do some music that gets us back. And young Mr. Hayden was 20 years old. Wouldn't turn 21 until six days before the draft that year. His resume was extraordinary. First team SEC, unanimous All-American. Oh, and he happened to play for a Gator team that won, oh, I don't know, the national championship. He was told he'd be a lock top 10 draft pick. He was feeling pretty good about himself. And like the 319 young men who began reporting to this year's combine today in Indianapolis, Joe began his combine journey. And what he assumed would be a triumph left him, wait for it, in tears. Joe Hayden, what the hell happened, man? Oh, man, it was a sad, sad day, honestly. Uh, it was a day I've been looking forward to my whole life. You know, the combine, the last, kind of the last step right before you get drafted did all the work, played all the games, you know, so the hard part was done in my eyes. And then I uh, always was a fast guy, always ran fast ever since I was a kid. So 40 was never something I worried about. Um, but went out there and, you know, it's just a lot of pressure. So I did the bench press and you work out before you end up running the 40. So did my bench press, had a little back strain, felt a little tight, but I'm like, well, worst case scenario, I run low 4-4. Four, four. All right, what's the difference? Right, that's low the four, worst four, I'm going to do. That's the worst case I want to do, and then I go to my pro day and be able to uh, kill it. Went out there and ran a 4-5-7, um, and it was very, very uh, sad. It was a sad day for me. I was out there, called my, it was with my dad, uh, crying, um, just because my whole life, since I was, I say, since I was about 15 years old, I ran under 4-5s, so I was running 4-4-40s. Uh, so it was just something I wasn't used to. And uh, just the backlash you get from that where people, you know, uh, oh, man, is he going to be fast enough to right. play corner? Is he going to get out of the first round? Um, and there's nothing really you can do during that time. It's just sit. You can't control the narrative. You've just invited a new narrative. Literally, I just invited a narrative that my tape is lying. I'm actually slow. So <laughs> right. I was like, it just was just kind of tough on me a little bit. Uh, so then me and my dad, we bunkered in, uh, trained, worked so hard. <clears throat> Just to make sure, when I got to Florida, I was running 4-3. It was in, in my mind. I just knew it for sure. So we went, trained, probably a good month and a half, uh, just devoted, and uh, came back, ran a amazing, ran a 4-3-7 at, uh, at Pro Day, and then everything was. And then just sign, and I put those, all those doubters, just gave them yes. the official, shh. Gave them the official, You can stop quiet. now. Yes. That must have been such a journey for you, though, because, okay, did you, did you always intend on doing the bench? You just figured, I'm going to show up and do everything they oh, asked yeah, me to do. For sure. I mean, I was, a, I was a combine kid. Like, my dad was a professional bodybuilder. I right. started lifting when I was in the seventh right. grade, me and my brother. So we always, like, the, the Nike Elite combine camps, me and him were, like, the, the spark rating back in so the day. So you were well-trained to oh, show up and show I, out. You were ready to do it all. This is what I do. Right. This is what I do. So right. I was just thinking, I'm just walk out here, run, lift, show them what I could do, and then just go about my business. But, uh... It wasn't, it wasn't like that. 18 reps on the bench, pretty good for a man of your size. Um, and yet, when it happened, you felt it instantly. Did the, did the thought bubble start to go, oh, blank, oh, blank, this could be trouble. When you walked away from the bench, were you already thinking, uh-oh, 40, uh-oh, 40? Honestly, no. You weren't. I, I wasn't. You just thought, I I'll stretch, like, I'll, I'll loosen it. a little tight. I'm thinking the worst case is a little bit higher, right, like a 4-4, four, 4-4-7, right, four, right. four, four, you know, I'm like, ah, 
then I could just show him a 4-3, but uh, no, did not go that way. Here are the measurables, by the way, for Joe Hayden back in 2010. Height, 71 inches. Weight, 193. They actually credited you with a 4.52, so I think on your second okay. 40 run, you went under 4.57. You got credit for a 4.52. No less devastating. No, it was. Still, it had a 5, five in, front in front of it. Of you it. didn't want that. Uh, 18 on the bench. Broad jump of 125. Shuttle, 4.34. Three cones, 6.94. Vert, 35. Obviously, hops for days. I want to ask you about the interview. What were your memories of the interview? because we tend to only make something of the interview if it goes poorly, yeah. right? Every once in a while, you'll hear a story sneak out of Indy where some kid just killed it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Made them laugh or, or, mm. or was particularly vulnerable or particularly yeah. revealing. But in some ways, I almost see the interview as a gotcha politics kind of game where mm. they're kind of waiting for you to screw up. Yeah. That's probably, a, it's probably not the right filter for me to provide. It's probably not the right way for me to look at it. Tell me about the interview. Did you feel, was it personal? Was it revealing? Was it scary? I think the, the biggest thing about it was they know so much about you. They do. That you. That probably freaked you that, out a little that bit. That part was probably the main thing that freaked me out. They know uh, my high school, uh, they know my high school um, principal. They know about some of my teachers in high school. They know about some of my neighbors from my old neighborhood. Uh, so I just, they basically already know exactly what they want to actually know about you before you come in there. So I think the biggest thing for me was I'm blessed to have a, have a, uh, my mom and dad been married for 33, 34 years now, got a really solid foundation at home. And, uh, I just wasn't really a bad kid. So there just was more X's and O's asking me, what, what, what were you thinking on this play? A lot more, um, on board, a lot more on screen asking me just my, my football IQ, my football knowledge. Sure. So, Personally, it was a little bit not as bad, but just uh, just the just the football part for me was something that they were really, really just trying to get uh, trying to get in my head about my knowledge of the game. Were you a student of the game? Um, I would say not as much as I am now. Right. I knew football. I knew sure. you know, when we were in man, when we were in zone, but I didn't really have the overall. I didn't really know how to study tape. I would just watch plays. Right. You weren't really studying, you weren't really looking at concepts, weren't really understanding what was going on, but you just, you would have tape on and you will just be letting it run. Let's talk about tape because you brought up something earlier today that sort of caught my attention and I wanna follow up with you on that. Mm -hmm. In your estimation, the combine is not so much about writing new stories, writing new chapters mm -hmm. in your book, so to speak. The story, your story is already told, it's already written and it exists on tape. So for you, you talked about tape confirmation, mm -hmm. about guys wanting to make sure that what they saw on tape from you matched what they saw from you at the combine. Yeah. Go into detail on that because I think that's an interesting perspective. It's not about showing up and putting yourself on the radar. It is confirming your place on the radar. You're already there already. Yes. I say when you say there's 319 kids there, yes. I mean, it's so many college players. So just for you to be in this spot, you're there for a reason. You are one of the top percentile in the world. So when we're talking about uh, cornerbacks being able to have those loose hips, being able to flip their hips, being able to change direction. When you're watching them cover these dudes and play off technique, you can tell them coming out of their breaks. You can tell their hip movement. But being able for you to have them one-on-one -on -one and see them without their pads in a situation, in an environment where, you know, it should be perfect. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing there. There's nobody's, you're not turning off anybody else. So just being able to see them in front of you, being able to jump, being able to run, being able to just ask them questions and learn what, what ticks them off, what is the 
what is their why? Why are they doing this? You know what I'm saying? What are their reasons why? What got them into football? And I think just learning the guy and then seeing him move around after you've already watched his tape and you know what he got. These dudes were, they're about to go to the NFL. You know what I'm saying? They're not just slouches from everywhere else. So just being able to see what you see on the tape and being able to get to know the guy and see what, how he moves. What did NFL scouts see on your tape? You played in the SEC. Yep. Uh, I think you had eight picks in your college career, including four year last year. You even had three sacks that year. Who were you locking down? Who were you shutting down? Who were the wide receivers that you were facing in the SEC in your career that they could look at and say, oh, okay, if he did this against him, he's going to do well on Sundays. This is the best reason why I love playing at Florida, love playing in the SEC, because the dudes that I named, with, I, on my team I had Percy Harvin. <laughs> I'm going against him every day in wow. practice just to get so much better going against that guy and his speed, his quickness, his stop and start was probably the best player, one of the best players I ever played with in my entire career, NFL, high school, college, anywhere. We got Julio Jones that I'm playing yeah, against all the time in Alabama, <laughs> going against him head up. Right. AJ Green, right. going against him with Georgia, SEC championships, back and forth battling, and um, we're playing in Jacksonville all the time. Then we got uh, Mike Wallace with, with that at Ole Miss, right. Burners. So, I mean, just those guys, Brandon LaFell was at LSU. Just the level of talent that you're playing against, Lewis Murphy on my team, Riley Cooper on my team. You're playing with NFL caliber players that are going to the highest level and making things happen. So when I'm going against them each week, you got a number one corner, you got a number one receiver that's going to the league. So this is league battles. You're understanding what you got there because if you can guard A.J. Green, you can guard them dudes in the league. Yeah, damn right you can. And I find it interesting that in addition to the guys that you mentioned, that you name-checked, that you faced on Saturday, it was actually the guy that you faced on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays at practice, Percy that was, Harvin, that, I that think prepped is, you maybe Oh, best. for sure. 1,000%. Amazing. Last thing. Let's talk about redemption days because there are going to be some young men tomorrow. Tomorrow mm -hmm. the, the drills start. Tomorrow and Friday and Saturday and Sunday. There are going to be some young men who walk away from Indy feeling like you did mm -hmm. and who will bunker down with their team, with their parents, with their father, in your case, mm -hmm. uh, bunkering down, I assume, meant shutting off all the TVs. I don't yes. want to hear any of the noise. No, no I don't ESPN. want to hear any of the doubts. No ESPN. I don't want to hear any. No, no ESPN. No ESPN. They're talking, they're talking about my A bad. strict no ESPN <laughs> yes. rule. Yes. Fair enough. Um, there are going to be some young men who feel the same way mm -hmm. coming out of this weekend. So what is your pep talk to them? Because they all have an opportunity to kind of get people back on track, get people to look again at what it was they saw to begin with. It, in your case, it was the speed. In your case, it was the tape. Um, you had a chance to remind everybody of that at your pro day. So give the 30-second pitch, the 30-second pep talk to the young men who may feel that they let themselves down this week, but you can convince them all is not lost. Um, I, I say I've been through it. I've literally lived it. Um, the one thing is, you know, there's always a jerk reaction to whatever happens. Everybody, oh, you're either the worst player or you're the best player. Right. When people are sitting down, the people that are really making the decisions, don't let the outside noise bother you. You've worked your entire life, you've worked your entire career to get to this position. It's not going to go away from one day. So um, continue to work. You always, all these other dudes too, you have a pro day. You have another chance where you're at your school, where you feel more comfortable, where you know everybody around. You know you have a routine that you feel a lot more comfortable. So just being able to know that you have another opportunity to show them your true colors. They have the tape for you. And uh, just believe in yourself and go get it done. NFL Network and NFL Plus, your headquarters for the NFL Scouting Combine, presented by Noble. 
Thursday, that's tomorrow, starting at 3 Eastern. The D linemen and the linebackers will be on the field for drills. Friday, it's Joe Hayden's defensive backs. And that brings us back to Joe Hayden. You talked a little bit about what scouts are looking for, that confirmation of tape. Confirm what you have put on the tape in your college career. Just make sure that you confirm those, that skill set on the field out there in Indy. Specific to the D-backs, we see the backpedal and react, the, the what is called the W drill, that kind of change of direction drill, the close and speed stuff. But for you, it's the backpedal and react. That is the one that for you is the most important. That's yeah. the one that you would suggest any D-back out there on that field on Friday, nail that one, mm-hmm. and you've done yourself a big favor. 1,000%. Talk to me why, why? I say now, especially because how big of a passing league it is, uh, you got to be able to flip your hips. you got to be able to turn. And it's not as physical now with the DBs having to put your hands on the receivers. You're going to get flagged. So right now you have to be able to move. You have to be able to flip. You have to be able to be very, very reactive. And then with that drill, you're not only flipping, being reactive, then you have to show your ball skills. When the ball's in the air, you're not no longer just looking at them, trying to play through hands. You're going to get flagged. There's any, anything now with the, the way the game's changed, you can't touch the receiver after five yards. So if you touch them, they could throw the flag on you and illegal contact. So it's now to the point where if you're in good position, all these DBs now in the league, get your head around. Be looking for the ball. If you're in good position, always try to try to have sight on the ball, being able to make plays on the ball. So I think it's ball skills and being able to be fluid with your hips and getting in and out of breaks. Thank you so much for your thoughts on that. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. 
You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy. With me today, a very special guest, a podcast debutante, the shutdown corner, Joe Hayden. Joe, let's talk about Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has reportedly turned down, let's, get, let's set the table properly here, a five-year, $250 million deal. Only $133 million of that is guaranteed, and I think that may be the sticking point. Yes. In his head, and again, we are extrapolating because Lamar, to his credit, has kept his cards close to his vest. We get news that comes out of Ravens camp, but we don't really know. What we do know is that Deshaun Watson got a five-year, $230 million contract, all of it guaranteed. That included a $45 million signing bonus. That seems to be the deal that is turning the heads of every quarterback who is now in line for a new deal, especially a former MVP with the kind of dynamic skill set that Lamar and only Lamar has. He's one of a kind. Haven't seen anybody like him since Michael Vick days. Talk to me about what is upsetting you about this Lamar Jackson situation and what you would do about it. Um, The things that is upsetting me about the Lamar Jackson deal is that he's not getting paid. And everybody's looking at him about why he should be taking less or why he should be doing certain things. My whole thing is Lamar Jackson's played five years in the league. He's only made $32.5 million. Aggregate. Five years, 32. Five. L- listen to those numbers. And listen. this is Lamar Jackson. This guys. is Lamar Jackson, a former MVP. How much money did he make the year he won the MVP? The year he won the MVP, he made a staggering $1 million. I would, I would venture a guess that he may have been, in the last, say, 20 years, the lowest paid MVP that we have seen. I would guess. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow up on that, listener. I'm going to promise you a little research nugget later, but I'm guessing that he was probably the lowest paid MVP we've seen in the last, say, two decades. Please, I'm sorry oh, to interrupt. Carry no, on. Easily, easily. So then I say Lamar Jackson, he got drafted in 2018. He was the fifth quarterback taken that year. I mean, Josh Allen was taken seventh, so that they made a good, good thing there. Baker went one, Sam Darnold went three, Allen went seven, um, and then we have... Um, and then Lamar Jackson with 32nd. We have so many other quarterbacks getting paid. Um, my man Aaron Rodgers is making $50 million per year. He signed a three-year, 150, completely guaranteed. Um, Dak Prescott, four years, $160 million with 126 guaranteed. What Lamar Jackson is talking about is the guaranteed money. Deshaun Watson kind of messed it up a little bit when he just A little just bit. I mean, it, it, definitely, it definitely affected the landscape. It affected the marketplace. Uh, for everybody. And, and th- I think the reason why, too, look, Aaron Rodgers is still getting $50 million a year because he's older, though. He's older, and that's why he's only going to get a three-year deal with 150 guaranteed. Lamar Jackson is 25 years old. Yes, he is. And we're saying they want they can sign him. They say they'll give him $50 million a year, five for 250, but 130 guaranteed. That's two and a half years of his contract. At least the man should get his first four years of his contract guaranteed. That would be a five-year deal. $250 million with 200 guaranteed. And I think at that point, where you're not going to be the highest, but you have four years of $50 million a year, but you have that guaranteed money that you're going to make 200 in the next four seasons. Do whatever you got to do. If they don't give you that next year, it's another 50 left, or they can release you. You can go to another team. You brought up a couple names, or at least I, that's not true. I, I lied. I looked over your shoulder. I was the kid cheating on you in class. 
because you did bring up the name Kirk Cousins. Oh my! But goodness. I saw on your list also the name Kyler Murray, and I think those, I think those examples are important to point out because there are quarterbacks in the league right now who have done far less than Lamar Jackson. Yes. Who have a far less glittering resume than Lamar Jackson, and if we're being honest, has have a far less impressive skill set than Lamar Jackson, who are making guaranteed money right now, Kirk and Kyler included. So I would say, you, you, thank you. I would say, we say Russell Wilson, he has a championship, but I wouldn't say his skill set is being able to get, right now he's making $48.5 million per year, his new contract, with 161 guaranteed. 161 guaranteed. 161 guaranteed. So he's basically putting on a four-year, $161 million contract, $40 million a year for the next $40 million a year for the next four years, totally guaranteed. That's basically what his contract is. We go to Kyler Murray, $46.1 million a year for the next, I would say, what is it, five, five years. So he's making around 40-some million dollars a year for the next four years, completely guaranteed. Guaranteed. $189 million. We got, well, Josh Allen, $164 million, completely guaranteed. Um, Matthew Stafford, $130 million, completely guaranteed. And Dak Prescott, $126 million, completely guaranteed. Okay, so the Lamar having turned down, reportedly, I should say, $133 million guaranteed, he looks at those other guys and says, for all of the impressive performances, stats, and skill sets that guys like Josh Allen and, and Dak Prescott and some others can claim, they don't have an MVP. And they cannot do what I do with a football in my hands. Yes. So you are talking strictly about evaluation of a player. And I think it is very difficult, Joe, to disagree with you. I should think that your numbers, I mean, first of all, listener, I wish I could show you what Joe has. He has the ledgers of, of an accountant, this, pages and pages of numbers of data to support his argument here to really to make his case he is being very thorough about his research and i think he's absolutely correct and certainly it is what lamar and whoever is in lamar's camp is also showing him this is what other guys are making this is what other guys have done this is what you should ask for why because this is what the market says it can bear and this is what your skill set says that it should demand now the flip side of it and that's exactly what you know raven's front office guys are telling lamar mm -hmm. as he represents himself in these meetings is okay lamar you're absolutely right and if you can go to a team that is willing to pay you 50 million dollars a year guaranteed for four years get the 200 that your agent joe hayden says you deserve mm -hmm. fine that's fair enough yeah. but if we do that lamar we can't build around you a championship team and isn't that what you said you wanted when we took a chance on you at the bottom of the first round out of louisville years ago didn't you want a ring i would come back and tell them that at the same time for sure Matthew Stafford's making $40 million a year. and Has a ring. Has a ring. Okay. Russell Wilson's making $48.5 million a year. Has, has a, a ring. ring. Patrick Mahomes signed a $500 million deal. He has two, two rings. Two rings. Um, and three shots at it. Come on. And, and, and what I'm saying is it can be maneuvered. Yes. It can be money can be changed. Money can be um, making the cap. The cap. I don't like when they say that because you can guarantee people's money, make it into a signing bonus and knock that cap number down. So when you have ballers on your team that you know are not going anywhere, 
switch up their contract and do a little cap. It's precisely what, what the Browns did with Deshaun because it is a gaudy number, but $45 million of that was get, was a signing bonus. When you start giving out that cash Right, so people, that becomes 185 You do the adjusted math. Now those numbers are more commensurate with the numbers that you pointed out with other guys. That's why, that's why Patrick Mahomes can sign for a $500 million deal and knowing that the team's going to – but I think the one thing with him is it's so much different because he, Patrick Mahomes knows he's going to get taken care of. Lamar Jackson does not feel the love. No. That, but why, that's why he can sign that 500 for 10 and be able to move around his money and make sure Travis Kelsey's fine, make sure Chris Jones is fine, make sure you have players on the team. They can do that when you have dudes that are making this type of money. And when they're not going nowhere, give it to them. Okay, I have two more questions for you about Lamar. But first, this. This is what John Harbaugh, Ravens head coach, had to say today when faced with the inevitable questions about his starting quarterback, or at least the man he hopes remains his starting quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Here's John Harbaugh from Indy today. I feel like Lamar's doing really well. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's just what it is, part of the business. You know, it's what you expect. When you have a great quarterback, when you make a great decision in the draft, you know, and I think we... I think Lamar has done a great job in terms of developing as a quarterback and winning football games and competing and doing all the things that he does. I feel like we've done a great job in terms of uh, bringing out the best in Lamar over the years. And, uh, and it's just evident in the way he plays, you know. And so he's my quarterback. He's my guy. I love him. And uh, as a coach, I just, I'm looking forward to seeing it get done. But it's not easy, you know. It's never easy. It's the business part of it. So, um, but I'm really hopeful and excited, fervently hopeful, and uh, can't wait for it to get done. Okay, back with Joe Hayden now. So, Joe, you heard what John Harbaugh said. He wants his quarterback back. Yes. He said there's never been a doubt about Lamar Jackson. He's going to be out there. He's going to be competing. He's going to be giving everything he's got in every situation, assuming he's on the field. Two questions for you. First one, if the Ravens do what we believe they are going to do and tag Lamar Jackson with the exclusive franchise tag. I think he ends up making somewhere in the neighborhood of $45 million a year, but that's a one-year deal. That's mm-hmm. a bet-on-yourself yes. one-year deal. Mm-hmm. You're his agent for the day. Do you advise him to play, or do you advise him to sit out until a deal can be structured that works for you so that you feel the love you need to feel to make the commitment to a team that you're asking to make a commitment to you? It's a tough thing to say, it's right? Because if you thing. answer, I would advise him to sit out, now suddenly the, you know what happens in this world. Oh, Joe Hayden. Uh-huh. Joe Hayden's saying, uh, you know, don't, don't, pay without the, don't play without the pay. And yet a lot of guys are sitting here saying, I would advise him not to play. This is what I'm trying to figure out. When we're talking about advising him not to play, it is because he feels like he knows he should get at least around the $200 million yes. guarantee mark. We're about $70 million off. Yes. And that's a sign of disrespect if I'm Lamar Jackson. I've done everything. I've stayed out of the way. I've done everything you asked me to do. I feel like I'm a great teammate. He's filling the stadium. That's for sure. He's a ticket guy. And he's not doing nothing wrong. He hasn't made any money. So I I just feel in a situation where, when I say any money, where it's all perspective. We're talking about these $50 million, teams are selling for billions of dollars. So when I talk about the money, it's not like a No, but you brought way. up a very important number at the beginning of all of this, that through five years of his career, Lamar Jackson has banked somewhere in the neighborhood of $32.5 million, which, yes, for me and my wife, sounds mm-hmm. amazing. But for a starting quarterback in the NFL in this modern era, mm-hmm. especially one who has an MVP to his resume, that is not 
commensurate with the market. That is not commensurate with his ability, with his skill set, with his future, with his age, with yes. any of it. And we say that, and when I, like you brought up my guy, Kirk Cousins, the last six years, six years, $185 million fully guaranteed. None of his deals have been if you perform or anything like that. No, you're getting paid this money no matter what. You go out there, play one game, or you play 17 games. So how do you look at Lamar Jackson and I and tell him that he can go out there and get $30 million a year for the last six years? Nobody says a thing to him. As soon as you try to go get you a 50 for four years, $200 million, they're looking at you crazy. It's just a sticky situation. Last question about Lamar Jackson, and it may be impossible to answer. It may be unfair of me to ask. What do you think is going to happen? What does your gut tell you? My gut. I would not want that man to miss out on $45 million this year. That's the only thing I'm saying. I think that if the Ravens do the right thing, they should be able to get this man close to $200 million. I think that's just the thing. Is this a reasonable scenario? They... Hit him with the franchise tag because that's probably a, it's probably giving them a little bit of time, mm-hmm. right? So before the franchise tag deadline day, which I believe is March 7th, mm-hmm. they hit him with the exclusive tag. The moment they do that, Lamar, as you said, says, okay, so this year I'm playing for $45.5 million. Yep. But in the meantime, he says probably something along the lines of, okay, as my own agent, here's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show up. I'm the guy who does show up. I'm going to show up. I'm going to do my job. I'm going to do my thing. But all the while, we're going to be working on a contract, on a long-term deal. Does that seem to measure up, or does he play hardball and say, no, I'm not going out there? I guess I'm asking the same question again, and that's think, kind of unfair, right? Because it's, cause it's, he could have did this on his fifth-year fifth option. They picked up the fifth-year option last year, and he played the whole season. He's supposed to have a deal by last year. It would have been so much easier – 23 million added to the deal, it wouldn't have been as bad. They could have just added the extension to it. Now it's starting off fresh. He has zero dollars, zero cents coming from them. So where do we land on this? What do you think is going to happen? He I is think not going to miss out on the I, 45 million. He'll I, play on the franchise tag, bet on himself, and go sign a mammoth deal with somewhere else they next can year. They can tag him three times. Oh, that's awesome. the problem. This You're is what I'm telling right. you. We saw that they with Kirk in with Kirk Cousins. He did it twice, yes. and then he got his three-year, 84 million, fully guaranteed right. with them, and that's what he's been doing ever since. Right. So I'm looking at Lamar. He'll be tagged this year, 45. Next year, 54. And the year after that, they can they can take him up to three times. But the third year, it'll be $78.2 million. So he basically, on a one-year 45, one-year 54, one-year 78. And if they're trying to do that, like, Lamar, he's not going to – that's going to – as soon as they tag him, it's going to start messing up the relationship because it's like, come on, guys. If, if I'm healthy this year, you're tagging me again for 54. It's basically the same thing. Then the next year, 78. Like, I'm just – what are we doing? Are you just showing that you don't think I'm going to be healthy and you can't guarantee me that money? Uh, translation listener to the question, what will happen with Lamar Jackson this year in Baltimore? Uh, Joe Hayden's answer is a fair one. It's the same as mine and about 150 million other people. We simply don't. No. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. 
and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is NFL Total Access, the podcast. Andrew Levy with Joe Hayden. Joe, I'm going to ask you to sit for a second because I want to hear from, as so many others do, the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, the new play caller for the Dallas Cowboys, the de facto offensive coordinator and, of course, head coach, Mike McCarthy, Coach Mike, who had this to say about the Cowboys' offseason plan and new season plan Keep an ear open for the percentage he's about to give us. A 30 to 35% change in the offense this year. We're going to come back and interpret what he means by that. Mike McCarthy, the mic is yours. Really, our, our approach so far is really going back to like day, day one if we all just arrived there. Obviously, you know, we got a number of new coaches uh, on the offense. So, um, yeah, we're, you know, we played really good offense the last three years. Um, like I said, I... You know, you look at our numbers just just in the run game from year one to year two to year three. This is, you know, I feel like we're in the in the in the arena of how we want to play. Um, so it, it'll be really just building off of that. You know, it's that, you know, we're not looking to have more than probably 30, 35 percent is, is kind of the number we've been hovering at is how much change uh, we want um, for the current players. So, yeah, we're not looking to have wholesale changes. Okay, Joe Hayden, you heard what he had to say. I'm going to toss now to the segment that you do with Mike Yam and with Thomas Davis Sr. out on the TA set. Very interested to hear what you guys have to say about what Mike McCarthy just said. 
All right, so that's a positive sign. To be fair here, the other week, Dak told us that McCarthy said it was 20 to 30%, so a little bit of an uptick on some of the changes that we could see this season. What do you want to see that's different? First and foremost, they have to re-sign Pollard. They got to get him back in the building. He was their most explosive weapon last year, the most consistent weapon that they had. Next thing they have to do is give him the football. Take the football out of Dak's hand. There's no reason Dak should have been anywhere near tied for the league lead in interceptions after missing five football games. That told me that they were throwing the football too much and he was making too many careless mistakes. So that 30 to 35% change needs to be running the football more and making sure that you get guys in this locker room that can suit what you guys are capable of doing, which is improving the offensive line, getting the extra receiver in the building. Yeah, I mean, you you said it perfectly. There's no reason why Dak should have missed that many games and still thrown that many interceptions. They have a great running back as Zeke Elliott and Pollard. They got, like you said, to still get him back in the building. And then we need another we need another receiver like C.D. Lamb. We need another explosive receiver on the outside so they can have two receivers. They got the running backs and they got the quarterback. Uh, I think the offensive line is good. They just need to get the health, just keep their health up. Um, but besides that, I mean, the running back signing back Pollard is the number one thing. I think both of us see that and getting another receiver for him. Another thing, you know, getting Dalton Schultz, we didn't talk, we don't talk enough about that guy. Uh, I, I feel like he's a safety blanket for Dak, so that's another thing that they're going to have to address because you can't franchise both of those guys, so they got to figure it out. Yeah. To be clear here on two position groups, you make reference to running back. DJ has got, Daniel Jeremiah has got the running back class being pretty good. He's got 13 running backs with at least a third round grade or better. And this is a tremendous class when it comes to the tight ends, which leads me to think about some of these holes. They got a 26 overall pick Dallas does. Where do you go with that pick? You know, for me, I think that pick has to be spent on Quentin Johnson. Yeah. When you look at Quentin Johnson, what he brings to the table, you just talked about it, Joe. You, when you get a big, tall, long ranger receiver mm-hmm. that can complement what C.D. Lamb does on the outside, I think that suits Dak and his game better. Dak is a guy, I don't think he's extremely accurate, but he's accurate enough to get the ball into a guy with, that has a huge catch radius like Quentin Johnson. He's fast, he's physical, he's a guy that already played for TCU in Dallas, so I think that's going to be a perfect fit for them. Yeah, I think that that's that's a great pick. Um, I think that uh, I'll say with them missing their new corner, uh, Anthony Brown, to a free agency, mm-hmm. I think they're going to have to get somebody in the secondary. So I'm going Brian Branch, going to safety slash nickel slash do it all do for it all. Alabama. So I think he'd be able to be slot corner. He could be able to be the safety or he could be able to play outside if they need him. So I think just having a dude that can do everything, Swiss Army knife, kind of like Minka Fitzpatrick with the Steelers where you can put him nickel, corner, safety, and he'll be able to hold it down for you. So with Diggs being there, being at the top corner, then you just need a guy that can just move around and put him in any spot. Yeah, like Patrick has any sort of success like, or Branch has success like Fitzpatrick, like oh, yeah. uh, then, then we're talking about a really successful draft in that first round. Joe Hayden, I have one more question to ask you before I let you go. It is a question about your fellow Florida Gator, a young man who is expected to be drafted in the first round. I have heard him go as late as the bottom of the first round. I have heard, I have seen, in fact, a mock draft that suggests one scenario in which case he is the first player taken in the NFL draft this year. His name, of course, is Anthony Richardson. His numbers are interesting to me. Mm -hmm. He has throwing ability, of course. He has running ability without question. 
He's been a bit of a profligate. He's given the ball away maybe too much. Mm -hmm. Nine interceptions this year. A pass completion percentage of just over 53. Those numbers are a little alarming. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's simply what the paper says. That's the bloodless stat line. You've seen him play more than I have. You have kind of felt your way as a player, as a fellow player, what he's capable of. Give me the scouting report on Anthony Richardson. Um, I, you kind of you kind of nailed it. You know, um, I, I I watched him a lot this year, um, big time. The the one thing, he's very he's he's still very raw. I don't think his his pocket pre- his pocket presence is nice, but I still think he's going to have to get his get his mechanics a little bit get his mechanics down a little bit. He has obviously the athletic ability to be able to run. Uh, he can jump. He can. He's very very athletic in size. Um, I just don't know if I haven't seen that much. I haven't seen that much tape. I think he hasn't really played uh, too many games as a starting quarterback with Florida. Um, the the one thing I think though is if he does get drafted, I think he's probably around the third quarterback after Bryce and um, after Bryce and uh, what's and CJ CJ Stroud. Stroud. I think he would be really good with a team where he can sit down for a second, like not immediately get out there and play. Just give him a little time to follow behind a starting quarterback, maybe a year or two. All right, so let me put you on the clock, so to speak. The number one pick belongs to the Chicago Bears. The Texans are two. Mm -hmm. The Cardinals are three. The Colts are four. The Seahawks, of course, thanks to Denver, are five. Six, of course, belongs to the Lions. They have Jared Goff. Seven, of course, belongs to the Raiders. They have nothing but question marks at quarterback. Eight belongs to the Atlanta Falcons. They also have Desmond Ritter. Seems to be a potential long-term plan, but they got rid of Marcus Mariota. They certainly have room in that quarterback room for another player. Nine, of course, Carolina Panthers, and everybody assumes that the Panthers may do something in the way of a quarterback, either in the draft or through free agency. And then, of course, 10 has their quarterback. So you've got six or seven teams Mm -hmm. in the top nine who have questions that need to be answered at quarterback. So if C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are off the board, let's assume they go to Houston and to Indy, the two teams most properly positioned, best positioned mm-hmm. to take the top two quarterbacks off the board. Bryce and C.J., we agree, yes. are the top two. Now you've got that question between Will Levis from Kentucky, who you've seen in the SEC, yep. and your guy, Anthony Richardson. You think Anthony Richardson gets the nod over Will Levis. I think you're probably right because of the diversity of his ability. Yes, Mm -hmm. he's a project, but he has a higher ceiling, it seems to me, right, than Will Levis. So where are you putting him? Are you sending him to the slightly confusing Pete Carroll in Seattle, who doesn't quite know what to do with Geno, doesn't quite know whether to believe what we saw from Geno last year? Are you sending him to Vegas under the tutelage of Josh McDaniel, who on his best days is a quarterback whisperer, on his worst days is a quarterback confuser. Are you sending him to to Atlanta, to to Arthur Smith in Atlanta? Are you sending him to a dome, right? Are you sending him to, to Carolina, to the Panthers, to Frank Reich, who himself can claim to be a quarterback whisperer? What's the perfect place for Anthony Richardson? Detroit. 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 I, the one I the didn't one mention, did not mention is the answer. Okay, but you're absolutely right. You said it, and I should have I should have been listening Detroit. more closely. He's a project. Golf. So keep Jared Goff. Keep Jared Goff. Paint the picture. You got me. a young quarterback, young quarterback behind Jared Goff, who's first-round pick, trying to figure it out himself, knowing if he's going to be able to get a long-term deal. He's there for two more years, no guaranteed money, about two for 50, and 
you can have him if he balls out, continue to ride him and let let Richardson still learn. I love if he this. doesn't, slide him on in there, see what happens. I love this. This is this is perfect because you're absolutely right. The pressure is off Anthony Richardson now. Mm-hmm. I am in fact learning behind a quarterback who's been there before. Yes. Had a very interesting uh kind of like renewed his upward right trajectory last good. year, right? right Jared Goff, good. a guy who has led a team to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Didn't have the best day in that Super yeah, Bowl, yeah. but he was playing the, the, he was the, the starting the, quarterback the Patriots, a 13-3 game. That was yeah. a weird game, period. Very interesting. I very, I very much like that. Anthony Richardson, listen up. Joe Hayden, your I'm fellow Gator, likes you, you in silver and blue. No, not Cowboys silver and blue. <laughs> the more interesting silver and blue these days, the Detroit Lions. I want to thank today's very special guest, Joe Hayden, for being here. Thank you so much for your presence, for your honesty, for your swag. I'm, I'm, I'm taking thank some you. sartorial <laughs> tips right now, just kind of clocking you right thank now. You, just going to a couple little snapshots in my mind. I'll share them with my wife, and sure. she'll tell me what I can get away with and what I'll look <laughs> foolish in. And I want to invite the listener to join us again on Friday. We will be back on Friday, where we recap day one of the Combine and set up days two, three, and four. Who will take the field on days two, three, and four? Oh, I don't know. Quarterbacks, running backs, tight end, wide receivers, defensive backs. You probably wouldn't be interested. That's on Friday. Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and every body. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.